Welcome, everybody. I hope you're doing well. I hope you are ready to learn some English. Today, we are going to be talking about flying things or things that fly, things that you might see up in the sky. And I came up with this idea after watching the news a little bit this week. Mahmoud has already mentioned what has been in the news here in the United States. So before we get started, I would like to say hello to a few people. I know Pablo's here. Welcome. English Joy is here. Mega is here from India. Hope you're doing well. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Jorge. Jorge's here. Welcome. I saw Constantine in here earlier. Yeah, so today we will be talking about flying things. If you could, maybe you're watching on Facebook. Maybe you're watching on YouTube. Maybe this is your first time here. Would you mind just telling us which country you are from? That way you might be able to meet somebody from the same country. Who knows? Maybe you will find a speaking partner here. And please don't forget to like the lesson. Give a little like up there. Yeah, I have been sick a little bit. A huge thank you to my wife, Jamie. She filled in last week. We would use that phrasal verb, filled in. When somebody else does a job, but then somebody takes over, another English phrasal verb, she filled in for me last week. And I think she did a great job taking your questions. So today we are going to talk about a more traditional English lesson. And all of the things that you will learn today will have something to do with flying. And I think the first Hades in the house, good to see the Philippines are here. Nice. Angola. Nice. A Portuguese speaking country. Angola. Vietnam is here. Ecuador. Love it. Chile is here. Ecuador. Mortania. Mortania is here. Pakistan is in the house. Tony's here. She's she's from Thailand, but she lives in the U.S. I know her. Madagascar. Nice. Kyrgyzstan is here. All right. Mongolia. Man, how do you say the capital of Mongolia? Ulaanbaatar? That's wrong. But it seems like a cool capital city. Italy. Welcome. Hope everybody's doing well in India. Wait, hang on, hang on. Sita's here. Sita isn't usually available for the live lessons, but she's here today. Good. Indonesia, big country right there. Good. Glad to see so many new people and familiar faces. Hey, Freddie. Freddie's here. Manuel, hope you're doing well. Williams, Argentina is represented. Ireland, very nice. Peru. Oh my gosh. Jose. 
I've been watching and listening to a lot of travelers who have gone to Peru. I would love to visit Lima one day. And of course, Machu Picchu, right? Come on. Come on. All right. You are here. Somaliland. Very nice. I know Somaliland. I know Somaliland. I've seen some videos from Somaliland. When people think of Somalia, I think a lot of people will think of the Civil War. But from what I hear, Somaliland is, is pretty safe and awesome to visit. All right, Germany's in the house. Good to see. So I am still battling a little bit of a cold. So I hope I can get through this lesson. I think I will. Kind of crazy, huh? Been sick for over a week. So Myanmar's here. Awesome. So I need to stop reading the chat because Morocco, I would love to visit Morocco one day. Haiti. All right, Vietnam. Who can forget Vietnam? Egypt. Love it. Okay, so the first thing that you might see in the sky is a weather balloon. And let's talk about what weather balloons do. Well, weather is in the title, so that might be a clue. Weather balloons are launched to get information about how fast the wind is blowing way up in the air. Now, that is a very simple definition in English. I'm sure they do more than that. But you could also say they gather information about the weather. And they look a lot like that. Now, if you have been following the news in the United States, you might have heard of a weather balloon that flew over a large part of the United States. And apparently, this weather balloon was from China. And maybe it wasn't gathering information on the weather. Maybe it was gathering information about the U.S. military. I don't know. But have a little sentence, two sentences, actually, for you to help you practice your reading in English, your listening in English, and who knows, maybe even your speaking in English if you would like to practice shadowing with me. You can read the sentence as I read it. A weather balloon from China floated across the entire United States last week. The U.S. military shot it down over the ocean. So that's what's been going on in the United States. Um, hey, a huge just... That is a pretty lighthearted news, maybe. It's not too serious, but um, to everyone who has been affected in Turkey and Syria from the earthquakes, that is really serious. And my heart goes out to all of the people who have been affected over there by the earthquake. So in lighter news, um, yesterday, over the state of Alaska, a couple weeks ago on this channel, we did a live lesson about the state of Alaska. Well, yesterday, the U.S. military shot down another object in the air. They don't know where that is from yet. Maybe it's from China again. Shout out to anyone living in China. But 
weather bloom is the first term. If you do have any questions, there is a form in the description and I will be checking that form from time to time. As of right now, there are no questions there. So the chat is getting just a little too busy to answer questions from the chat. So to make sure your question gets answered, go over to the form and I will definitely answer your question there. Wait a second, Manuel, what did you say? I can see this balloon from my house. They're launching it from, from a mountain. Okay, Manuel lives, I think, off the coast of Spain, right? So our dormant volcano, good term there. So a dormant volcano, we did go over volcanoes on this channel a couple of weeks ago when we talked about fiery things. And if a volcano is dormant, it's almost like sleeping. So if you are a French speaker or a Spanish speaker or an Italian speaker, you might know dormant. It's almost like sleep. So that volcano, we don't have to worry about it erupting. And I can't say the name of that mountain, but Natalia, hey, she's from Chile. Hope everybody's good. I'm glad you're here today. All right, so let's see what the next, what, yes, that's the thing that I can't say that, but I think it's off the coast of Spain, right, Manuel? Yes. Okay, the next one here, not weather balloon, but a different type of balloon. We call this big balloon that flies a hot air balloon, a hot air balloon. And I do have a few sentences for you that will hopefully help you improve your English with weather balloons. First, I have a question for you. Have you ever ridden in a hot air balloon? That's how we would say that in the past tense. You can ride in a hot air balloon, but if you have already done it, the question might go something like this. Have you ever ridden in a hot air balloon? I have not. I would love to one day. Speaking of Turkey, I would love to visit this city called Cappadocia. Here's a sentence for you. I would love to visit Cappadocia in the country of Turkey. They are known for launching hot air balloons. Lots and lots of hot air balloons in the sky. And we usually use that verb launch when we're talking about the hot air balloon going up in the air. Hey, what time are you going to launch that hot air balloon? Oh, well, we are probably going to launch it at 6 a.m. There's a hot air balloon festival in the summer, not too far from the city where I live in. It's called Lewiston, Maine. I've actually filmed a couple lessons in Lewiston, Maine. And once a year during the summer, they have a hot air balloon festival and they usually launch the balloons at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. So, but they need to make sure the weather is perfect. Now, how about this next term? You might not know that little thing you ride in if you ever ride in a hot air balloon. Well, 
We call it a basket. When you go up in a hot air balloon, you ride in the basket. And if you can see that picture there, there's an arrow pointing to the basket. For anyone who might be listening to the podcast, I'm sorry, you can't see that picture. But maybe follow us on YouTube. Hey, if you're not subscribed too, by the way, please subscribe. The next term I would like to teach you when it comes to flying things is the common housefly. You can see a picture of the housefly there with his beady little eyes. In my opinion, not a very cute animal. I mean, my goodness, his eyes are red. What if it's a she? Could be a female fly. His or her eyes are red. It's a little scary to me. I'm not used to seeing animals with red eyes. I'm not used to seeing flies so big. A little scary there. A common housefly is usually just called a fly. Yeah. In the summer, sometimes our windows will be open. We have screens on the windows so the bugs can't get in. But every once in a while, a door gets left open for too long and a fly will fly into the house. Hey, yesterday, Bob the Canadian, I saw a little of his lesson, shout out to Bob the Canadian. If you don't know Bob the Canadian, you should get to know Bob the Canadian. He did words that were both a noun and a verb. I'm not sure if he used fly, but he could have. So the common house fly can fly into your house. A fly, noun, can fly, verb. Mm. Have you ever had a fly fly into your eye? It's not very fun. If it's a house fly, it probably won't stay there that long. But if it's a small bug, we have little black flies where I live, we call them. Sometimes they fly into your eye. It can be a real pain. Real pain. All right. I would like to teach you an English idiom that we sometimes use with the fly. And that English idiom is they're dropping like flies. They're dropping like flies. Hmm. What could that possibly mean? Well, in English, this happened just this week. So at my school, a lot of people are getting sick, not just me. I missed two days of school, but I've had many students who've also missed days of school. And one day, I think it was Wednesday at school, there were a lot of people who got dismissed from school. And when you get dismissed, that means you go home before the end of the day. So a lot of my students were getting dismissed. I have probably 70 students and about five of them got dismissed because they weren't feeling well. And one of the teachers I work with said, whoa, What's happening to all the students? They're dropping like flies. So 
when a lot of people go missing, you might say they're dropping like flies. How about this? A marathon. That is a really long run. A marathon. I think it's 26.2 miles. I think that's right. So you can imagine it's a really hard race. Not everybody finishes that race. So halfway through the race, you might hear, whoa, what happened to everybody? They're dropping like flies. They're leaving the race because it's too hard. I can see that. I can see that. Audi, how are you? Hope you're doing well. That man lives in Thailand. Yeah, manual. Yeah, during the COVID outbreak. Yeah, we... (coughs) (coughs) Excuse me. Speaking of dropping like flies, man. Um, I'm actually feeling pretty good. It's just my voice. Um, Yeah, during COVID, it was like... We had a couple days last year or the year before when we went back to in-person learning at my wife's school. They were also dropping like flies. Luckily... They're coming back and and getting healthy, but Pakistan, glad to see it. Hope all is well in Pakistan. Lahore, I would love to visit that city. Islamabad, too. would be a good city to visit in Pakistan, I think. All right, the next one, the next flying thing I would like to talk about is a helicopter. Blades. We'll also talk about blades, little different from wings, okay? But I'm sure in English, you've all seen this in your own language, that thing that flies that's not a plane, we call that a helicopter. And the thing that helps it fly, or the things, we call blades, okay? Not wings. We will talk about wings in a minute. But a helicopter uses blades to fly. And here's a sentence for you. Blades are what help helicopters lift off the ground. We'll talk about wings on a plane and on birds in just a minute. So those are blades. I thought that might be new for most people. You might know the wings of a plane but you might not know the blades of a helicopter. Excuse me. One type of helicopter I would like to talk about is called life flight. And yes, sometimes at my house, I will see this helicopter, excuse me, flying in the sky. Hang on, maybe maybe I should take a, a sip of water here and play a little something for you. It's right here, if I can find it. There we go. If this lesson is helping your English improve, don't forget to tap that like button and share it with a friend who's learning English. That's right. I don't know who that man's name is, but yeah, please don't forget to hit that like button. And if this English lesson is helping you learn English, share it with a friend. Make a friend say, hey, this guy, Brent, he could help you with your English as long as he can talk. So I was talking about life flight, and that is a type of helicopter used when people get really hurt far away from a hospital. Normally, if somebody is hurt, 
they might ride in an ambulance. But if somebody is hurt really bad and they are far away from the hospital, Life Flight might be able to help them. <clears throat> Excuse me. This might be a shorter English lesson than I thought. I hate seeing a life flight in the air because it means someone is badly hurt. But hopefully they are able to get the help they need more quickly. So that was a sentence I thought that might help you with your English. And I can read it one more time. It's a complicated sentence. Very complicated. Lots of adjectives in there that are describing uh, adjectives, <clears throat> adverbs that are describing adjectives. I hate seeing a life flight in the air because it means someone is badly hurt, but hopefully they are able to get the help they need more quickly. Complicated sentence there. All right, I am going to quickly check the form for any questions. And it does look like we have a question from Mahmoud. He lives in Mauritania. All right, let's talk about this here. Let me bring this up. Uh, Mahmoud is talking about other ways we can use fly. And fly is a rather difficult word because it can be used as a noun. It can be used as a verb. Let me get rid of this banner here. And everybody can see Mahmoud's question from Mauritania. Hi, Brent. Thanks again for the live lesson. Hey, I love doing the live lesson. I like it better when I can talk. Could you tell me what other ways we can fly in English? Love the question. <clears throat> there are going to be a couple ways at the end of the lesson we are going to talk about how you can fly or maybe how you can hover or how you can pass with flying colors. So Mahmoud, great question. I will answer that throughout the, the lesson because it is a difficult question. Nicely done. Lots of different ways to use fly. <clears throat> All right, the next one here, blimp. You won't see these very often in the sky because something we will talk about later is kind of taking their place. But at one time, blimps were very big in the United States because they would fly over big sporting events and they would get a picture from way up in the sky. They might take some video so you can see what the entire event looked like. And before that, blimps were often used to cross the Atlantic Ocean. So maybe somebody in the United States was going over to England. It would take a long time in a boat. It might take a little less time in a blimp. It might be a little more dangerous, but it might be a little quicker. So blimps are not as common as they used to be, but I do have a friend that lives in the city of Phoenix and she took a picture of a blimp and I'll tell you why in just a second. Blimps are becoming more and more rare in the sky. 
There is another device that is taking their place. If you know what that device might be, please leave it in the chat. Blimps are expensive. Blimps are big. But there is something that can take pictures in the sky that is smaller and cheaper. I'm wondering what that is. Okay, Natalia, the Air Zeppelin blimps. Okay, in Chile, they refer to as Air Zeppelin. When I hear Zeppelin, I do think of that. It was a blimp um, from Germany, right? A Zeppelin. Yeah. Yeah, English Joy. Harry, yes. I'm, we're going to talk about drones in a minute. So I think that's why you don't see as many blimps. It's the drone. It's the drone that are taking over. Yeah, I don't... So in English, I think when I hear Zeppelin, I think of that as a... I think they fill those with hydrogen. There, there was a gas that was used to make it lighter than air, and it was way more dangerous. So when in English, if you hear Zeppelin, think 1930s, Think Germany, think maybe a little bit more dangerous. There was also another flying ship called, um, I just had it and I lost it. The, um, not the Titanic, that was a boat. Um, what The Hindenburg, the Hindenburg. Very famous in the United States because it exploded over the state of New Jersey. So... Um, when we hear, when you hear Zeppelin in English, think of a ship way older, 1930s, and possibly dangerous. Yeah, we will call them blimps here in the United States. All right. Yeah, what is the function of a blimp? Well, I think it's just for show. It really doesn't have a function. People aren't flying from Los Angeles to New York and blimps, I think they're just to look at. So the Super Bowl is this weekend. I have a, a sentence for you. The Super Bowl is this weekend. Did it not save? Yeah, there it is. Okay. The Super Bowl is this weekend. My friend who lives in Phoenix took a picture of the blimp flying over the stadium. So she took this picture yesterday the super bowl is a big game once a year football what we call it in english at least in the united states um you might hear american football but uh the biggest football game of the year in the united states is called the super bowl and this year the philadelphia eagles are playing the kansas city chiefs and it looks like there will be a blimp flying over the stadium. A drone would be just as useful, but we'll get to drones in a minute. Blimps, they're just for show. I'm sure it's very expensive to put a blimp in the air. Maybe there's some advertising on it. Sounds like somebody upstairs is moving furniture. Hopefully you can't hear that, but sounds like they are scraping the chair across the floor the next one is actually not a term at all 
It's in fact a shout out to my friends at Amigo. They are currently offering 51% off their speaking classes. Every day, I get multiple messages, private messages asking, do I offer speaking classes? How can I improve my speaking when it comes to English? And every day I have to say, I don't have speaking classes. But I have gotten together with the fine folks at Amigo, Ryan and Chelsea, and they are offering the viewers of this channel 51% off. That is less than $8 a class for five weeks. And how it works is click the link and you can get all the information. But what I really like about Amigo is that they make sure their students or at least at a B1. So there will be a short quiz that you have to take. And because it does cost money, people are in there more to learn. If you go on some free speaking apps, sometimes people will be there to date. And hey, great. If you're looking for a date, try those free options. But this one, because it does cost a little bit of money, I think it keeps away the people who want to date. So this might be a great option for you and at a great price. If you find that you are struggling to keep up with the class, they do offer tutoring to help you catch up. So, and Ryan and Chelsea are originally from South Korea. They came here as teenagers, didn't know the language at all. So they realize how hard it is to speak English. And they will probably be in your class. They're the owners of the company, but they also are very hands-on. When it comes to being hands-on, they want to be part of the group. They want to make sure everything is running smoothly. So there's a link in the description. Check them out. If you want to take some speaking classes, it might really help your English. Audie the tie says the Super Bowl must go together with junk food and junk drink. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Diets. So a lot of Americans will start on a diet in January. By the time the Super Bowl comes around, junk food. Let's do it. We probably wouldn't say junk drinks. It's just junk food. But yeah, lots of junk food. Lots of junk food. Uh, are you? Yes, manual. Amigo, they are face-to-face -face classes. Yeah, so when you sign up, the classes are for an hour and 15 minutes. And they start off with about 12 to 15 minutes of instruction. You will get a lesson. When I went to the class, the lesson was on American idioms. And what would happen is after that 12 to 15 minute lesson, you would break into smaller groups, groups of three or four, and then have 20 minutes of conversation. And then the group would go back to the big group and there would be a little more instruction. And then you would go back to the small group. So yeah, it's three or four people in each group and you get to talk with them. You get to have conversations with them. So I was really impressed, which is why I would like to spread the word 
of Amigo. So you can try it out. Um, Natalia, I believe she was the winner of the contest. So um, if Natalia wants to, she can. Um... Oh, great, great. So, and I wanted to make sure that um, Natalia was enjoying the class. So yeah, maybe we'll talk later, Natalia. You're a channel member. So um, when I was in the class, I really liked it. I sat in for an hour and 15 minute session. Yeah, the classes are an hour and 15 minutes. And the last 15 minutes is basically just people talking back and forth. So I thought it was a good deal and a good class. All right. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I don't think, I think you need a credit card. I'm pretty sure. Um, but you can reach out to Chelsea or Ryan. They're very responsive. They will get back to you. But I think it's only with a credit card. I don't know. You want to talk to Chelsea. Chelsea. All right. So, hey, Mahmood, the class is free, but I do need to pay the bills somehow. So I'll talk about them. And when I'm done, I'll stop talking about them. But I think Amigo is a good option. All right. Back to, thank you, Jorge. How are you? All right. Mahmood does not have a credit card to buy that course, but other people might. So that's why I want to talk about it. All right, the next one here. I think this is something you might know. Airplane. Probably not that difficult. I do have a couple sentences for you. You probably won't hear airplane that often in English. You will probably just hear plane. If you've been studying English for any length of time, you know that English speakers can be pretty lazy. So if there is a sound that we don't have to say, we usually drop it. So airplane often becomes plain. I'm just looking here. All right. Uh, you probably know the term airplane. You also probably know we often just call this a plane. A plane. I do love flying on a plane. Some people are scared of heights. I don't like heights all that much, but when I'm in a plane, it's strange. It doesn't feel like I'm that high. It feels like I'm watching a TV out the window. Like that's not real life. My brain can't picture I'm up this high. Maybe it just says to me, oh, you're fine. Isn't that a cool view? And I say, yes, it is a cool view. Um, the things that stick out on both sides of the plane, we call those things wings. And there is a picture of a wing right there. A plane usually has two wings. Older planes, they may have had more wings, but today in 2023, 
you will probably see only two wings on a plane. Both sides. You know who else has wings? That would be birds. That would be butterflies. They also have wings. And they use their wings to fly. Hmm. We are going to talk about the verb flap in just a little bit. And that's the verb we might use when birds flap their wings to get off the ground. All right, here we go. This is a tough one. I wanted to introduce a really tough term. We had airplane. I thought that might be kind of easy. So I wanted to balance it out with a difficult one. Altitude. Please let me know in the comments. Do you know altitude? If you do, you're probably very advanced. But when we talk about planes in English or taking a flight in English, the pilot, that is the person who flies the airplane, they will probably talk about altitude. So I wanted to teach you this just in case you ever take a flight in English. Oh, that's a good question. So we call these things homophones. Homophones are two words that sound alike, but they're spelled differently. So plane, you see Jose there, P-L-A-N-E, that's the thing that flies. P-L-A-I-N, that means basic, maybe boring. I don't know. Think of a pizza. I love pizza. Well, Think of a pizza. You can put toppings on your pizza. Maybe you put onions on your pizza. Maybe you put green peppers on your pizza. Maybe you put pineapples on your pizza. But you could also get a plain pizza. And in the United States, if you ask for a plain pizza, all you will get is pizza sauce and cheese. Plain. Nothing fancy. Average, plain. Hope that helps. All right, let's check the uh, form. Any more questions there? There are a couple more questions. So let's get to this one. If I can find it. I can. And it's right here. Constantine. I know that guy. Let me share his question here. Constantine, you can see it right there. What's the difference between aerostat and blimp? Jeez, I don't know. You know what? I have never heard of that term, aerostat. Yeah. Now, if you notice the way I spelled airplane, I spelled it A-I-R. The way that Constantine has aerostat you might see British English spelling airplane like that with the beginning right there, but I don't know. Um, usually when you see arrow or astro in English, think of space, like astronaut. A pilot flies a plane. An astronaut will get into a spaceship. They will fly way higher 
than airplanes. And to use a term to talk about how high something is, let's get back to altitude. Altitude is the word we use to describe how high something is. So there was an object I talked about at the beginning of the lesson in Alaska. And the problem with that was it was at the same altitude that planes fly at. Let's talk about what that altitude is. In the United States, we use feet. You might use meters, but we use feet in English, in American English. So commercial airplanes usually fly at an altitude of 33,000 to 42,000 feet. So I use the term there, commercial airplanes. Commercial airplanes are what people will take. There's another type of airplane, military, a military plane. I used a different word in the next sentence, a fancier, more formal word, and that is aircraft. Military aircraft usually fly higher. So the altitude is how high something is. If you do take a flight in English, the pilot might tell you the altitude. We are flying at an altitude of 35,000 feet. Right, so you might hear that when you talk about flying things. Oh, the next one. No, I'm not a fan of turbulence. But if you are flying in a plane, you might experience turbulence. You probably know what turbulence is in your own language. So let me describe what it is in English. If a plane quickly drops in altitude, the passengers will probably experience turbulence. And if you take a look at the picture right there, these poor people, this person on the left Looks like he's sitting down, trying to enjoy his magazine. And the magazine flies out of his hands. And this poor person on the right, they are grabbing what I would call probably a puke bag, which is pretty gross. But it looks like they are going to be sick. And that's what can happen if you experience turbulence in a plane it can be quite a bumpy ride and it might make you sick. How about this? Let's say two people are talking and when, they, when one person lands, the friend who might be picking them up at the airport, they might say, hey, how was your flight? It was okay. It was a little bumpy. We had a lot of turbulence. So turbulence can really ruin a flight. Maybe you have some great views. You can see some nice mountains, maybe some lakes, but once turbulence happens, it's not a very enjoyable flight. I've been on a few flights where we had quite a bit of turbulence and I will tell you, it was not very fun. Luckily, I have never gotten sick because of turbulence. I've never been around anyone who has gotten sick because of turbulence. But 
I can imagine it's not fun. What I would like to do right now as a huge thank you to the channel members, I would like to turn off anybody chat mode and just go to uh, members, members. So members mode is on. So if you are a channel member, you can leave your question right in the chat and I will get to it in a minute. But let me remind myself to turn off members only chat. Hey Siri, can you set an alarm uh -huh. for five minutes, please? She did. She did. She didn't tell me she did, but she did. Okay. Members, thank you so much. If you would like to become a member, there's a link somewhere right there. I would also hang on a second. I forgot to welcome. We have we have a new member. And I think I did not put it here. I think I can share it. But uh, a new gold member joined us before the stream. And I will put that picture right up here. Come on. There you go. I'm in. Thank you so much. Amin became a gold member. And what that means is that you can join us on the volley space, send videos back and forth. You can also join us on the private Discord. That is where we chat almost every day. I'm in there probably every day, leaving messages, responding to messages. We're talking about the movies we have seen. We're talking about the weather we've had. Yeah. We're talking about the music we listen to. And sometimes channel members will leave questions in there and I will answer them in members only videos. So little bonus there. All right, back. Speaking of channel members, Olgay, I hope you are doing well. Um, Olgay is in our private discord. Olgay is from Turkey. And luckily I know Olgay does not live uh, where the earthquake happened there. So. Oh, wow. Quite the traveler Olge is. He flew to Istanbul yesterday. Flight was okay. A little bumpy. Maybe he experienced a little turbulence. little turbulence. All right. Freddy, Freddy Wolf. Right there. He's from France. I heard that altitude is calculated from the sea level and height from the ground. That's a good question, Freddie. I'm not sure how it is calculated because sometimes when you hike a mountain there's a difference between so at sea level um that's like what it sounds like right at the sea it's the level of the land so yeah that's a good question freddie's a very smart individual so i am going to Except what he says. It could be. It sounds like a good thing, Manuel. He lives on an island. Be nice, I think. Turbulence can also be used in human relationships. Yes, it can, Natalia. I didn't want to talk too much about that because I thought it might be too confusing. But since Natalia mentioned it, let's talk about how turbulence can be used when you're not 
talking about flying. So you can have a turbulent week. You can have a turbulent time in your life and it's bumpy. It means there are some ups and downs. You have some good days and you have some bad days. Yeah, so turbulent, absolutely. Yeah, if you have a fight with a friend and then you make up, so you have some bad times, you have some good times. Yeah, that's all part of it. Turbulence. You can, Natalia is wondering, can you say there's been some turbulence between us? Yes, you can. And I think most English speakers would know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, we've had some we've had some turbulent times. Yeah. Hasn't been exactly smooth. Yeah. Hope that helps, Natalia. All right. Back to this. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. Last week, I didn't understand why my question. I don't know, Audi. And I know you had the uh, same Ooh, members, members only. Um, I know you had the same problem in Bob the Canadian. Check that guy. Yeah, I'm not sure, Audi. I can only imagine it has something to do with your internet, your account. And I know. You said you used it um, on your wife's account, but I'm not sure, Audie. I'm sorry. All right, let me turn off members only here. There are some. Um, there are a few. Look at that. YouTube just asked me, "Do you want to turn on an ad?" So, I could I could put an ad for everybody right now, but I don't want to do that. We already had one ad for Amigo. So no ads, no, no YouTube. I do not want to turn on the ads. All right, the next one here. Hang on, look at this. Turbulence. Yeah, it can be used uh, with politics as well. Manual, nice sentence. After a turbulent, we might say turbulent though. After a turbulent session in the parliament, the PM made a statement and resigned. Is that a statement? A statement and resigned. Yeah, nicely done. Wait a second. Stop everything. Maria is in the house. She is from Argentina. She has been with the channel for a long time. Thank you so much. Whoa, hey, Nat Nat Natalia, hang on a second. What type of teacher do you think I am? She asks, hey, Brent, do your students still make paper airplanes? When they are getting bored in class, he, he, he. Natalia, I am such a dynamic teacher. Students never get bored in my class. They hang off my every word. They can't wait to hear what I say next. No, all of my students, they sit up straight. They listen to my every word. No, of course not. Now, they don't make paper airplane. Well, they might make paper airplanes, but I confiscate them. That means a fancy way to say I take them. I take them. Uh-oh. Maybe Mega is leaving or maybe somebody is leaving. But whoever is leaving, I hope you have a good rest of the day. Or if you're in India, maybe Mega is leaving. It's late, I think. Oh, no. Scared of flying. I don't know what we would call that in English but it would have something to do with phobia. I think I want to do that soon. 
phobias in English. It would be a great way to teach Latin and Greek roots. So I will try to remind myself. Let's talk about phobias. Never. See, Jorge, thank you. That's what I'm talking about. Jorge never gets bored with any of the videos. Thank you, Jorge. I appreciate that. There you go. Maria, thanks for stopping by. Okay. Back to the lesson. We just talked about turbulence. How about this? Kite. If you can see that picture, that is what a kite looks like. And I don't know about you, but I do love going to the beach. It's usually pretty windy at the beach. And it's usually a good place to fly a kite. Arani is here. Hope you're doing well. I'll check the chat. Make sure I didn't miss anything super important from the members. Was Pony in here? Thought I saw Pony, but maybe not. All right. Yo, yeah. Hey, Jorge, it's hard to understand pilots. Absolutely. Altitude. What do you say? You know what? I don't care how the person sounds on a speaker. Just just fly the plane correctly, right? Garbled. We might call that speech garbled. If you can't quite understand it, it's garbled. It's like, okay, just, just get me safely to my destination. But it's so true, right? It's so true. So I have a sentence for you here with kites. thought I did. Yeah. Here we go. Flying a kite on the beach can be very relaxing. Flying a kite on the beach can be very relaxing. I do, in fact, I don't want to talk too much about grammar, but I do get some questions about gerunds, to be honest. English learners know way more about gerunds than native English speakers. It's just not something that is taught. But if you would like to know what a gerund is, that sentence has a gerund. A gerund is simply when a verb is used as a noun. So fly, when we talk about going in the air, is a verb, but in that sentence, I used it as the subject of the sentence, flying a kite. That's the main part of the sentence. It's the subject. So it's the thing that's doing the action, I guess. So that that's a gerund. But my advice to you, unless you love grammar, if that's what keeps you studying, well, then keep studying grammar. But if you just want to read in English and speak in English and think in English, gerund, you don't need to know gerunds. You really don't need to know that much grammar. Lots of listening will be just fine. Look at this. Drones. We talked about blimps earlier. That is a drone. Very small. Can probably fit in a backpack. 
you can fly it in the air and get some pretty nice pictures. Drones are starting to take the place of blimps. But here's the scary thing. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I talked about national parks in the United States in one of our lessons. Well, recently, the government has said drones are outlawed in national parks in the United States. In fact, filming a YouTube video in a national park is now illegal. Not sure why, but I cannot do an English lesson in a national park. I would love to. We have a beautiful national park in my state called Acadia National Park. But the government just said, no drones, no filming YouTube videos. Drones are outlawed in all national parks in the United States. How about this next one? This is a verb. That verb is flap. Birds will flap their wings to take flight. And in the picture, you can see that bird is, in fact, flapping. I will flap my arms right now. I'm not going anywhere. I can't fly, but um, maybe you have some hot food and you want to, you're flapping your hand in front of your face to cool it off. Did you know that verb? Flap. Flap, however, can also be a noun. Don't you love English? Right here. Take a look at this envelope. Let me get this off the screen. So that part of the envelope is called the flap. So you need to lick the flap of the envelope before you put it in the mail. That little part of the envelope is called the flap. You know what? We might have another question here in the form. We do. Look who it is. It's Natalia. I remember that name. Let me share the screen here. Let me make that bigger so everybody can see it. So Natalia, she is in fact from Chile. Hey Brent, can you talk about the, I don't know that one, Alas Delta hang glider? This type of aircraft without motors? What are flying squirrels? Are they usually in Maine? Thanks. Okay, so I don't know what Alas Delta is, but I do know what a hang glider is. So maybe I can pull up a picture of a hang glider. Just because you asked so nicely. Let me see if I can do this without too much trouble. I think I might be able to. Okay, so just, yeah, there it is. So just in case you aren't familiar with what a hang glider is, 
That is a picture of a hang glider. Some of them will use just the wind. You might have to start on a mountain and then you jump off the mountain with your hang glider and you don't fall straight down. You kind of glide. It's a good verb to know. You kind of glide. So that is a picture of a hang glider in English. And Natalia's other question was what? Oh, flying squirrels. Um, I have never seen a flying squirrel. Flying squirrel. Jeez. Not easy to uh, spell. Not easy to say either, right? But uh, let's pull up a picture here of a flying squirrel. I think we could do that. Make it a little bigger. Yeah. So that guy, and he also glides, right? So he is not actually flying. He's more or less gliding. He or she will start off high in the tree, just kind of fall, kind of glide, not straight down, glide. Yeah, good, good question, I think, Natalia. Flying squirrels and hang gliders. Two things I didn't think I would be talking about in this English lesson about flying, but good to know. Good to know. All right, just there she is. I thought she was here. Yeah, Pony, hope you're doing well. I thought I saw you earlier. All right. Yeah, Jose, <coughs> excuse me. Um, Freddie asked this earlier, and I'm not exactly sure. It's a great question. Is altitude calculated from sea level? It makes total sense. So I think I said before, sea level is like the base of the land, like where it meets the sea. So that does make sense. Yeah, I would think so. All right. Anything else? I don't know that Celine Dion song. I can fly. Yeah, maybe I do. Hmm. Celine Dion, great voice, right? Great voice. All right, look at that. The, the whole crew is here today. Sita, Arone, Maria, they have been with the channel a long time. Yeah, it would be great. We used to have weekly chats, maybe two years ago in the Discord, but that is available to anybody. So if you pick a time, you want to get together, you can just open that right up. I don't even need to be there. It's great. All right. The next one. What do we have going on here? We got a flying squirrel. We were talking about flaps. Let's talk about this verb. Hovering. Hovering. I think I have a sentence for you. It's not easy. An object hovers. When it is staying in the same place, up in the air for a period of time, airplanes cannot hover. So if you look at the picture, shout out to the podcast people. Sorry, you can't see this picture. But in the picture, there is a drone. There is a hummingbird. That's what that little bird is called in English. And there is an airplane. And all three of those objects can hover. 
That means to stay in the same position in the air for a period of time, maybe a short period, but they can stay in the same place. Think about an airplane. It can't. It can't. So hovering. Hopefully that is a new verb for you in English. You know what I hate? I try never to do this with students, but when I was a student and I was working on my classwork, notice I'm writing because I'm so old, we didn't have computers when I was in school. So we were writing and the teacher would hover over your shoulder. So think about what hover means and then think how a person can do that over your shoulder. It's like, can you, can you please leave? Making the back of my neck kind of hot. Stop breathing down my neck. Hopefully that has never happened to you with one of your teachers, but I try never to hover over students. It would be very fun. Yeah, Audie, I don't know. I can't, I can't fix that right now. Um, maybe contact YouTube about that, but I do see your comment here now. So I am sorry about that. What is that? Red face. This seems like somebody's mad. Red face, heart shaped face, heart means it looks like somebody is conflicted. There's, is it a mean face and then a heart? Mean face, heart. Harry, hope you're doing well. Not an airplane, Brent. That's a helicopter. Yes. But airplanes cannot hover. Airplanes cannot hover. Helicopters can hover. Airplanes cannot. So if you think about those two things, the airplane needs to fly in a straight direction. That would be dangerous. I think if an airplane hovers, it would just fall out of the sky. I think. Not sure. <clears throat> um, they could hover to land. Helicopters, right? Could hover to land. But an airplane's always moving forward. So I don't think we would ever describe that as hovering. Oh, Sea Harrier planes. Is that one of those planes that's kind of like a helicopter? Yeah, that's a term, Jorge, we sometimes use. Hover over your shoulder. That is an expression. Man, she was hovering right over my shoulder. Yeah. Back off. Maybe say it nicely to your teacher. Um, excuse me, could you please back off? You're starting to creep me out. All right. Yeah, definitely. Drones hover over stadiums during matches. Great. Great sentence right there. Freddie. I would hate if someone would hover over me. Yeah, it's not very polite. Maybe you're reading a book on the subway and then somebody is just hovering over your shoulder. Excuse me. Could you give me some space, please? Imagine if they had bad breath. That would be even worse. All right, the last couple here are some terms or some idioms you might hear when we talk about flying things. How about this one? Up in the air. Up in the air. This is something you might hear. 
English speakers say when they're not quite sure of something, usually plans. So how about this question? Are you still going to the movies with her this weekend? I'm not sure. Our plans are up in the air. So maybe at one time they said they were going to the movies together and then something happened. Who knows? I don't know. But for whatever reason, it is not certain. There is some doubt. It might happen. It might not happen. Things are up in the air. Hopefully that helps. Um, last week, when I was starting to get sick, it was up in the air if I was going to do an English lesson. I, thought, I don't know, maybe. And then my wife thought, hey, I can do a lesson for you. I can take some questions. English lesson is back on. So thanks again to my wife for doing that. She stepped in for me. She filled in. My daughter does not watch these English lessons at all. I know she will never see this, but on the off chance that she does, hey, it's her birthday today. Happy birthday. How about the next one right here? Flying colors. You can pass with flying colors. So if you look at the picture, that person holding the paper looks very happy. And then you can see a stamp that says approve. So if you pass with flying colors, that means you did really well. The first thing I thought of is maybe you're taking an English test. And maybe you don't just pass a little bit. Maybe you get a hundred and then you get bonus points. There's no doubt that you pass that test, you can say, I passed with flying colors. How did you do on the English test? I passed with flying colors. Yeah. It's good. It's a good feeling if you pass something with flying colors. All right. I think that's it. That is it. Yes. The lesson is on Facebook now. Yeah, you're watching. Okay, yeah, you're watching from Facebook. Yep. It'll be on there. It'll be on replay. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. Thailand. You're the first here. I don't think so. We've we've been we've been doing this English lesson for like an hour and ten minutes. I don't think I'm confused. Are you? What's that? Brent, how about a coworker? Your boss hovering over your shoulder. It happens with me sometimes. I hate it. All right. What's your boss's name? Give me their number. I will call them right now. Do they speak English? What's your boss's name? I will tell them, hey, stop hovering over Sita's shoulder. That's rude. It's rude in the United States. Maybe it's, is it polite in Brazil? Doesn't seem like it if Sita doesn't like it. Oh. Can you smell what they had for lunch? Is there is their breath bad? You're, I hope your I don't want to get you fired. Hopefully your boss never watches this live stream. Yeah, I don't do about that. It's your boss too. They give you your paycheck. They could fire you. I don't know. Maybe you just have to just take it. 
Oh, it's too bad. Is it, uh, is it possible to make a lesson about Area 51 or is it outlawed? Um, a couple of weeks ago, we did talk about Area 51. Um, I don't know if you're referring to that lesson, Constantine, but it was the Alaska, Nevada one. But no, if I went, I can, no. Unless you're in the military, unless you're part of the government, yeah, you are not allowed in Area 51. I think you can take a tour of some parts of Area 51, but it's not the good stuff. Alex, she did great. Thank you so much. I thought she did well too. Pablo. I know Pablo. He's from Argentina. All right. So I think that is it for this week. Don't forget if you would like to become a channel member and join us on Volley or in the Discord, there is a link there. Subscriber on Facebook, there's a link in the description. Check out the fine folks at Amigo if you want to improve your speaking. And I will work on next week's lesson. I, had, I thought I, oh, what? Are, oh, phobias. Should we do that? Phobias, fearing something. And maybe I'll do like a scared face on the thumbnail. Those always work, right? Those really crazy faces. I got to work on that this week. Hey, I would love to thank you all for joining. Hope you're doing well. Hope you have a good week. Hey, I did not mention, hope all is safe in uh, Ukraine. But um, drones are now starting to be used by the military. You may know this. So they're not just for taking pictures anymore. They're also being equipped with missiles, with bombs. So Constantine, thank you. I think Constantine might have been the first. I remember seeing him early. Freddie, I hope you have a great week. Williams, hope you're doing well. Who knows? Maybe we will see each other in Discord. Yulia, good to see you here. Been with the channel for a long time. Maria, always good to see you. Sita, Audie, Pablo, hope you all do well. Robson, take care. I got to get out of here. I got actually actually have some schoolwork to do. Yeah, I'm taking a college class. Pony. Pony dropping that super chat right at the end of the lesson. I can't end the lesson now. Oh, thank you so much for the super chat. Pony. Thank you so much. That is so very kind of you. I was going to say bye and then boom. Drop that super chat. There, there was somebody else, I'm not going to say her name, but she used to drop super chats because she didn't want me to say anything after the lesson ended. So I would go on Discord and thank her, but she lives in Taiwan. That's all I'll say. Saeed, I haven't said hi to you officially. So Saeed, I hope you're doing well. Good to see you in the Discord. All right. I really need to look at Audie the tie. Now, Audie the Thai is having problems with the comments. I don't know why. I hope it's not my fault, but because it's on Bob the Canadian's channel and my channel, I'm blaming YouTube, but thank you so much for the super chat. Got a little something for you. Oh, thank you so much for the super chat.
Yeah, thank you so much. Audi is a gold member, but he also drops the super chats every once in a while. I think it's been like the last three or four weeks. So thank you so much for that. But I really, I really do need to get going. But it is fun to just talk with the chat. Now that the lesson is done, I don't want to waste anyone's time. They might be here like, oh, why is this? I want to learn English. This guy keeps chatting with people. But all right, I probably should go. But Pony, Audi, again, thank you so much. And um, unless I get sick or whatever, I think next week, yeah, we'll be right back here. And then I'm going to New York City to film some English lessons. All right. Adios, amigos. Have a good week.